We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studio. Rocket Mortgage is with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. The A-Team, Horowitz and Graceffo, are producing the final two hours back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. McCarthy will deliver another update here in about 27 minutes. The trade. Think about where the Lakers were. The entire playoff run. All the talking heads, all the networks. How many times did you hear anything about the Lakers outside of, I wonder if LeBron will stick around. Could they make the playoffs next year? And in the course of six, six and a half hours, Adrian Wojnarowski from ESPN reported that Anthony Davis traded by the New Orleans Pelicans in a deal that sends AD to the Lakers with LeBron in exchange for Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, and three first-round picks, including the number four overall pick in next week's NBA draft. Pelicans are building around Zion. They hit the lottery when they won the NBA lottery. Everybody thought it was Going to be the Knicks and Zion in New York and KD would join him and Kyrie and the Knicks would have this amazing turnaround. Well, now with the injury to KD, with the injury to Clay, with AD not going to Boston and now in Los Angeles with the Lakers, Kawhi, Toronto seems to be a long-term fit. This free agent frenzy just froze up because now the Lakers are sexy that veterans might take less both in years and money to come play with Anthony Davis and LeBron in Hollywood with all the stars sitting courtside. Kemba Walker, Mark Stein reporting that the Lakers are going to go after Kemba Walker. All this Kyrie talk to Brooklyn or maybe Kyrie and Durant you heard yesterday hooking up in New York with the Knicks. What if they don't get Kemba? What if Kyrie comes out to Los Angeles? Kyrie, LeBron, AD. AD, six-time All-Star, doesn't seem to have a lot of health issues. LeBron isn't getting any younger. And Kyrie, can he stay healthy and also mentally focused. And in the East, if Kawhi doesn't leave Toronto, Milwaukee doesn't have enough stars to win it all yet. Boston still has talent, but losing Kyrie will hurt. I still think they're right there in that mix with Toronto and Milwaukee. And the Knicks... Durant probably signs the max deal, but he may want out. You know, he 60 extra million or whatever the final number is with the max deal he can get with Golden State, he may want to go back east. You know, you're hearing the Wizards are going to load up. On their front office, everybody's trying to make a move in the east. But this Anthony Davis story gave the Lakers... A resurgence, rebirth of street cred. They were dead in the water. There wasn't one free agent you heard where you thought 
he would end up playing with LeBron because the Lakers are so far away from winning. Look at what they did even with LeBron last year. A Kardashian soap opera. And now AD comes in. Pelicans get an A-plus at CBSSports.com for the deal. And it's good for the Lakers. I know a lot of you will break down the deal and say, well, they gave up too much. No. Look where the Lakers were six hours ago. The Lakers. Showtime. Magic bailed on the franchise. And now they have two of the top five players, top six in the NBA. That's going to sell tickets. That's going to create endorsements. That's going to create a buzz, which it has since the time Adrian Wojnarowski sent out that tweet. Nobody was talking about the Lakers. So, yeah, I know they gave up three first-rounders. I know everybody doing analytics. Well, you know, you look at Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. What were they doing with those guys? Squat, nada, zippo, nothing. Yeah, but they got talent. They have AD. They have LeBron. So our first huge question of the night, and we've had great conversation with the injuries to KD and Clay. Now with AD and LeBron together, are the do the Lakers go from? It's almost like the St. Louis Blues with the lowest point total in January, and they're hoisting the cup in that Game 7 in Boston that I still can't believe, and God bless St. Louis in the run. But how does Boston lose a Game 7 at home? Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Sound like I'm one of the Commodores getting ready to sing Brick House. So join in, 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. You can tweet us at Saturday Huge on Twitter. I will read tweets, I promise, okay? Let's go to Demetrius in Winko, Texas. You're on the Saturday Night Huge show. Yes, sir. How you doing? First of all, I'd like to say happy Father's Day to you and the guys and your family. You know, my family were pretty big on that a little bit, but, you know, that's that's, first and foremost. What's your dad's name, Demetrius? Well, technically, no, I don't. I, I have respect for my dad, but I don't know him, you know. But I, I do have much love to him. I'm taught to, you know, forgive. Of, you know, some people have troubles in what they're going to, but I, I don't know him real good. But his name's Brad. Well, you so know, know, my that. I didn't know my father. My father left when I was three, and my brother was one. And I yes, saw sir. him when I was 12 years of age. Yes, and sir. I knew when I got back on that plane in Fargo, North Dakota, that I would never see him again. And I let it go when I was in my 30s, and he was dying, and he called my, somehow got my number in Oklahoma City, and he said, would you come see me? And my brother had never seen his father, and I said, you know, here's a deal. I said, my mom lived a tough life. You pay her back all the child support you never paid, and I'll put my brother uh, and myself on a plane and we'll fly into Minnesota, northern Minnesota, where he lived, and we'll come see you. Yes, if you if you want to settle, if you want forgiveness from our end, 
I need you to saddle up on the child support you never paid your entire life to my mother. Yes, sir. Like, uh, you know, he, he, he has much respect for my mom, which that's great, you know, but, you know, I just, I have respect for him, but this is right now is not a good time, you know, and I, I, I do love him, but, you know, I hope he loves me too. But, you know, that's, that's kind of another situation. I told him that, you know, and he, he respected it. You know. Hey, fathers! Fathers never stop loving their kids. There, there are things that get in the way, and I'm a divorced dad, and it's a tough road uh, with yeah. the two older adopted kids and the three younger kids. And you get, uh, you know, a split family. It's not easy. But uh, what I will yes, say, if you find a chance to forgive and move on, uh, go oh, do yeah. it. Oh, you said don't do it. Yeah, go do it. No, go do it. I said, oh, don't do it. Go do it. Yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't say that, Demetrius. I'm like, you know, if you know, on the eve of Father's Day and yeah. also Father's <laughs> Day on the East Coast, if you get a chance to forgive your dad, don't do it. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. But, like, I, I, I do forgive him from the bottom of my heart. You know, I'm, I'm raised a Christian man, and, you know, I, I was I was taught to forgive, so I, I really do, and I have the most, utmost respect for him, you know. And I don't have any vengeance towards him or nothing like that if, if he is hearing. But you know, dude, but, dude, uh, you know what? Uh, all of us with uh, nothing's like a movie, nothing's like a book. We all have, you know, moms, dads, issues, yeah. lives. No family's perfect, and I'll tell you what: when yeah. my brother Bob almost died in a car wreck in the early '90s in Oklahoma yeah. City, I didn't have a good relationship with my mother, and right. when you know, it looked like he was going to die, and he didn't die. But my oh. mom sat at a table at an olive garden in Oklahoma City, looked at me. I've never had a conversation up until that point of any merit with my mother. And she looked at me and said, I did everything I could to keep you, your brother, and your sister together. And that's all she had to say, dude. And I unhitched so much of my life that from that point on, my life took off because, man, you got to unhitch that baggage you really do you got to unhitch it yes, to sir. move on yes sir that's what i did as a man like i'm I'm 35 right now my phone might die out i'm sorry because it's always my last leg but uh as, as a man i'm 35 and you know i, I work hard and i started hard early working when i was at 16 and i, I learned to talk myself that you know you, get, you just got to get get what you want and work hard for it and you know it, it'll come to you and so also I, I and everything will come back around it, i have a great relationship with my mother today I hold no animosity uh, yes, towards sir. my father who passed away. And, you know, now I'm just in the, the bunker as a, a divorced father trying to navigate an 11, 12, yes, 13, 18, and 20-year-old. Yeah. And it's not easy, man, but it's day-to-day. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. But I know you can do it, though, sir. I got faith in you. You can do it. I know I don't know Oh, Demetrius, you, know this is like it. we're like doing a pump-you-up <laughs> seminar right now at 1214 <laughs> Eastern Time. Yeah, man, and it's, uh, I believe it's 11 here. It has to be 11 in Waco. Yeah, you guys I mean, down at, were you Waco? Someone put yes, Winko. Sir, Was it Waco? <laughs> yes, sir, it's Waco. Most people know us for the David Koresh. You know, well, I know, I know. what. We're not, we're not going to go from Happy Father's Day to David Koresh. Come on, Demetrius. <laughs> no, yeah, but, like, it's, 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 it's mostly a, a lovable town, really. You know, we're, we're a big sports town. That's what I believe. No, no, you know, no, I'm, I'm laughing at you because the producers before, not uh, Graceffo and Horowitz, the guys – McKeon and Grillo before put Winko, and I'm thinking, uh, wh- where the hell is Winko, Texas? <laughs> yeah, 
that is funny. Like people, people know about, of course, about the Baylor Bears. You know, they know about. Well, that, I know, but, I know about. Well, I'm glad you're saying Baylor yeah. now. You go, yeah, but you know, Waco's known for David Koresh. Oh, excuse me. Welcome to the Baylor Tourism Show. <laughs> yeah, they show you that. And they show you a read. Uh, uh, show you a creek. Uh, the Browns creek. Oh man, like, yeah. Demetrius, we had a feel good like Father's Day moment. You go, I go, where are you going from? You know, Waco, the home of David Koresh. <laughs> I feel it, man. I, okay. I it, man. I know we were calling about the, the deal about the trade about LeBron. Uh, well, you know what? We'll catch up. We'll catch up on the trade later, buddy. Happy Father's Day. Enjoy the day, my friend. Thank you, Demetrius in Waco, Texas. Who put Winko? That was that McKeon. Oh, oh my God. And it's funny because I walk in, the call's on the screen, and I say to myself, where the hell is Winko, That's what I Texas? said when I went to the phone. I'm like, let's go to Winko. And I'm the one that introduced him as Demetrius from Winko. James and I looked at each other saying, what the hell? Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. People are like, I go, hey, welcome back to the huge show. Let's go to Winko, Texas. Oh, my Lord. Uh, you know what? That That's live radio. We're all good. I'm like Ron Burgundy. Whatever's on the call screen or when I walk into this control room is what's going to you. <laughs> okay. Has McKeon ever been out of like a borough in New York City? <laughs> I don't think so. Let's go to Winko, Texas. Oh, my gosh. Let's go to Jacob in Los Angeles. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hello. How you doing, Jacob? I'm good. How are you? First and foremost, I actually just want to say happy Father's Day to you and all the other fathers in the world who are listening. Well, thank you, my man. Um, so I just wanted to give my take on the whole Anthony Davis to L.A. trade. Uh, I actually am a sports content promoter for LakeShowLife.com, so I write a lot about the Lakers, and I'm also a diehard Lakers fan. And I just want to say to the Laker fans who are worried we maybe gave too much, first we gave fair value and i'm glad we did because it made our organization look competent uh with a lot of things going around about rob palinka not doing such a great job it showed that we're willing to give fair value um in return for something you really uh treasure which is anthony davis and at the end of the day like you said six hours ago we were this catastrophic mess of an organization now we're probably the favorites to win the nba championship uh i do think we need to sign a few people and make some smart moves moving forward but we have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and I'm excited to say that we will be holding the NBA championship trophy barring any uh, significant changes at the end of next season. All right. Well, Jacob, thank you for listening out in Los Angeles. Uh, it's in North America. If you want to join in, one 855 cbs That's one 855 At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Huge is America's voice on sports. This is the Saturday Night Huge Show on CBS Sports Radio. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, one 855 is brought to you by GEICO. Great news, there's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance at GEICO.com. Horowitz and Graceffo are producing the show back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. McCarthy will have an update here in just about seven minutes. Taking reaction to the trade. Anthony Davis, six-time All-Star, traded to the Lakers by the Pelicans. New Orleans gets Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, 
and three first-round picks, including the number four overall pick in next week's NBA draft. They didn't take on any bad contracts. Lakers or New Orleans, it really is a win-win, and they all were talking that a third team was necessary, and the Pelicans and the Lakers pulled it off. A win for the Lakers, instant street cred, and the beginning of the Zion era, more young talent, and that number four overall pick. There you go. When trades work on both sides, it's a beautiful thing. Let's go to Sam in Toronto, listening on AM590. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hey, Bill, I just want to say happy Father's to you and to all the fathers out there, and uh, God bless you and you and your family. Amen. Thank you, my friend. Uh, just a couple of things before I talk about the Raptors. One, I'm a huge Leafs fan, so I was very, very happy that Boston lost in the Cup Final. And secondly... Could you just picture when you're driving into Waco seeing Welcome to Waco, Texas, home of David Kresh? I'm sure that would boost their tourism a little bit. <laughs> I don't want to laugh about what he did, but it was funny with Demetrius. Who we oh, yeah. Let's go to sure. Winko, Texas. <laughs> For sure. Not, not funny about what he did, but just the whole scenario. But just about the Raptors, you know, everyone thinks about, you know, you got to tank, tank, tank. Analytics say to tank and this and that. But Masai Ujiri... First, second, third, always in the top of the Eastern Conference, losing the second round conference finals. He didn't want to blow it up once. He kept making small, small adjustments, and he waited for the opportunity to pounce when he had the chance because getting a player like Kawhi Leonard doesn't come very often, so you don't want to be a bad team and be like, oh, only if I could get him. And so I want to give props to Masai for not being like all the other GMs in the league that would have blown up this team because they never got anywhere and uh, and because LeBron James was in the East. He eventually left, and Masai had an unreal opportunity, and he pounced on it. And now no one can say the Raptors, no one can ever take this world championship away from the Raptors. Now, even with the injuries at Durant, and Sam, thanks for listening, in Toronto on AM590, I said it uh, the minute they won it. Yeah, you could say, well, if they had Durant and they had Clay, there's no way defense, Kawhi, uh, when they were dead in the water, uh, Kawhi shot sitting down. Uh, they were a team of destiny, and it happened. And they deserved it and earned it, bottom line. Let's go to Mike in Miami, Florida. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Father's Day and all that. Um, yeah, back at you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, I'm calling about the uh, the last caller. I just got to make a real comment. He said he made the LeBron made the Lakers into like a laughing stock, but they've been bottom feeders in the league ever since Kobe left. So if anything, he came there would have got them to the playoffs if he didn't get injured. And then one year later, he brings AD, and like you say, they have all the street cred in the world. So I don't know what he's talking about as far as making them a ridiculous franchise or anything like that. If anything, he brought them back to the prestige that you're used to. And then, well, um, well said. Yeah, and then to the second point really quick, uh, is this, I'm a Heat fan, of course, so Boston always has a bad taste, but isn't it funny? Like, they were kind of like the Knicks. It was like, oh, we have Kyrie, we're about to get KD, um, uh, possibly get KD or AD. Now it looks like they get none of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to ask Horowitz in a minute. Mike, thanks for listening, Miami. Horowitz, what are the Knicks going to do now? Uh, they'll get Barrett. I, I know that in the draft next week, but what what free agent is coming there? Uh, to your first question, what are the Knicks going to do? They're going to pray. I mean, that that's all that they had because all you heard this entire season was we we're tanking for the first pick. We want Zion, and then we're going to bring in uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie, and everything's going to be great. 
Well, all of that has fallen through. If I'm the Knicks, uh, I'm probably trying to stay put. Maybe you make one move uh, and make a play at Kyrie, but I'm not giving out. If, if Durant's not coming or he's staying and, and taking the option you know, with, uh, with the Warriors, I'll save that other max spot and wait the year to see what happens. You're not going to fix your problems if you're the Knicks in the off se- in one off season now, given all the pieces that have kind of fallen, all the dominoes and the chips have fallen. It's just not going to be rebuilt, you know, in one one off season. You know, it's interesting is that before the Davis deal went down, there were some legs. I get, I don't know, you know, Twitter. We give a lot of credence and credibility to tweets, but. When I started looking at the Nets, and I think they look at their team, they see a lot of young talent, but they're and even with Russell, who's a scorer, but the point guard is a quarterback for a team. It's why I believe they need Kemba Walker or Kyrie out in Los Angeles to truly be a championship team. But the Brooklyn Nets story of Kyrie trying to move in and, and get him on board. The question is, is that will Kyrie step into that situation? With the Nets you're talking? Yeah, with Brooklyn. I think they're the odds-on favorite, uh, and I think that that makes sense for them. Uh, They're in a little bit different boat, I would say, than the Knicks. I think the Nets are in a position where you can make a run at KD if he leaves because you can sit that season out. You'll probably sneak into the playoffs with Kyrie, um, and then you have a three-year run there with Kyrie and, and KD. Because you have other pieces in place. You don't have an owner who's going to interfere and screw it up. Uh, I, I would argue the Nets are in a much different position, though, than the Knicks. But now with this Davis thing, does Kyrie, does LeBron pick up the phone or drop a DM to Kyrie and say, hey, you want to be part of our big three? I don't know because I, I still don't understand what that relationship is. Uh, I think that it would be the right move for the Lakers uh, because the problem that they have with LeBron is that they need to be able to spread the floor. That's what LeBron needs in order to be most successful, and that's why he didn't succeed necessarily last year is they had no one that could spread the floor. You bring Kyrie in, and and all of a sudden you can do that. Uh, But I'm still unsure what that relationship between LeBron and Kyrie is. I think it was a flat-earth relationship where you weren't sure if it was round or flat. I think that happened with Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, I flat, think that was it. I think that was his flat earth philosophy. Let's grab Mitch in Phoenix, Arizona, uh, before we get to McCarthy and an update. Thanks for the wait. And you're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. How are you doing, buddy? Hey, Mitch. How are you doing? Good? Good. Good. Uh, that's a desperation trade. I don't like it. Um, first of all, LeBron's got a lot of tread that's missing. You never know when he can come up with another groin injury. I think uh, what the Pelicans got in return was way more than they expected. Definitely a desperation trade as far as the Lakers. All right. Well, thank you, Mitch and Phoenix. To the other callers online from Boston, Tempe, Arizona, Charlotte, North Carolina, and all points beyond. We'll get to your huge opinions coming up in a few moments. You want to join in? 1-855-212-4CBS. That's one 855 Two one two four two two seven at Saturday Huge on Twitter. I'll be reading tweets here in the next eighty minutes. Like us on Facebook. Search Saturday Night Huge Show. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show once again. Here's Huge Bill Simonson. 
We are back live across North America. We're the only show based on huge opinions, yours and mine. Horowitz and Graceffo, the A-team. Graceffo's kind of quiet tonight. That's scary, but he's Graceffo. They're great producers back in NYC. McCarthy, I get all the good update guys. Horowitz, I really do. I get the best update guys every Saturday night. So McCarthy, we'll have another update here in about 20 minutes. We're taking reaction across North America on the trade of Anthony Davis. Think about the Lakers. Earlier today, nobody's talking about them. Nobody. And now they have two of, all right, if you said top players in the league right now, Kawhi, Steph, Harden, LeBron, AD, G in New York, I mean in Milwaukee. Who am I missing? I'm leaving out somebody really good, Horowitz. Who am I leaving out? I said Steph, KD, but he's hurt, right? Trying to think. Am I, I said Harden. Butler. Now, Butler, who said that? Graceffo? That was Graceffo. <laughs> Tell him to pick up a NBA magazine, you know, pre like 2016. James doesn't do much reading. Let's all be fair. Butler? No, I, but all right, we'll say top 10, okay? They got two of the top 10 guys now. Kawhi would arguably, you know, with his body of work for the year, would be number one, right? Then probably Steph, Harden, you know, KD before he got hurt. AD's in there. I just worry about, you know, his attitude towards the end and then LeBron's attitude towards the Lakers. And do those two attitudes come together? Are they strong enough to really have the – the Pippen Jordan two man mantra to go just take on the world. Do they have the toughness of Draymond Green, Clay, and Steph and KD to go win it all? Do they? I don't know. But then when you look back, you know, D Wade was a warrior. Bosch, you know, he fit his role perfectly in Miami. I just Davis, that's all, folks. Like the T-shirt, come on. And LeBron, like, not running back because he's upset. Like Pope didn't pass him the ball. You know the way he just basically called out the whole team, wanted him traded because they're not good enough to be in his presence. I mean, LeBron. I know the Lakers were a mess before LeBron got there, but folks, he had a lot to do with the dysfunction of the Lakers. He did. He went to Hollywood. I hope he pulls back and he understands that he went to Hollywood. And did his TV show, like the Million Dollar Mile, did that get canceled? Horowitz, do you know? Tim Tebow was hosting it. He, he's a horrible host. He, he does good football analysis, like for the SEC Network and his, you know, Speaking abilities are amazing, but, man, that doesn't always translate into being a host. Yeah, no, it doesn't, but I'm drawing a blank. It, Million Dollar Mile. I think it's called Million Dollar Mile. They ran through the streets of uh, L.A. No, I know what it is. I just don't know the name of it. I had no interest in it. Truthfully. Yeah, and then now the other one is Steph Curry's hosting a, a, a mini golf show. 
Like where if you miss the putt, you got to swim through like a tank full of sharks. That I would watch. <laughs> hey, welcome back to the huge mini golf course. Yeah, how much? Uh, 16 bucks to play. By the way, if you miss the putt on eight, you got to get through four boa constrictors. And don't. And don't forget the last hole where if you hit it into the clown's mouth, you get a, a free round next time. Uh, oh, no, no. It's not your typical clown. It's the clown from It. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's it called? Holy moly? I think it is, right? Yeah. 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 I saw the preview. It was Steph Curry, who's got a sweet golf swing. He really does. But I'm thinking, why is he trying to do his golf swing? It's a, it's not quite miniature golf. It's kind of like golf games. It's like Top Golf gone wild. Holy moly! The one like if, if you hit the windmill, then the windmill throws poison darts at you that you have to duck. <laughs> Holy moly! Where you you just need the bad game show host going and now. Can Steph Curry, NBA star, make this putt? If he doesn't, if you look to the tank, he has to swim with a great white to the other side. Holy moly! Get that guy Tom Bergeron who's done, you know, 15, I feel like, nighttime family shows. And and he's like clapping his hand, looking at he goes, I'm telling you right now, look at the reverse replay. When the great white takes half of Steph Curry out, is that amazing? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the family from Piscataway, New Jersey, the Raffalinis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, holy moly. <laughs> yeah, every time someone gets, hey, uh, it looks like Bobby Raffalini right now is being squeezed to death by the python because... He missed the putt on seven. <laughs> Holy moly. I watch some of this stuff, I swear, and I'm not perfect. I have some pretty good marketing ideas. I've been in the media for 27 years nationally, statewide, Austin, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, Chicago, Michigan. I wonder how some people come up with ideas for movies and TV shows and somehow they get paid for it. And I know some of you right now are wondering, how did CBS Sports come up with the idea for this radio show and Bill's getting paid for it? Well, at least it makes one of us. That's oh, getting no, that, paid. You know, Graceffo's <laughs> right now going, oh, can we talk about Anthony Davis maybe once, Bill, because you're on miniature <laughs> golf for the last eight minutes. He's pulling his hair out. He is. He's going, are, are you kidding me, man? We're like CBS Sports. We're not CBS mini golf. He doesn't get it. <laughs> He's writing a report. Uh, Dear CBS Sports Radio, I think Bill spent seven minutes and 32 seconds on holy moly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Forget the other two and a half hours where he's talking about the trade with Davis to the Lakers. Also, Bill implied that a great white shark would bite Steph Curry in half. And and don't forget about the call from Winko, Texas, too. CBS Sports, we cover all of America, including Winko, Texas. Join us for our live road show as we look at Winko, Texas. 
Yourself, what's going on? That is eight minutes and 42 seconds. CBS Sports Radio. Now let's go to Alex in Boston listening on the Sports Hub. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Hey, I just wanted to give my opinion on this trade. Uh, first off, I'm a diehard Celtics fan. I'm actually wearing my old all fans jersey right now. I was at the music block and uh, my phone died when I finally got to plug it in. I saw the notification. I almost had to do a double take. I didn't see the Lakers coming out of anywhere for this trade. Um, I think this is huge for them. This gives them relevancy almost like uh, – Back in the offseason, back in 2007, when the Celtics got Garnett and Ray Allen, I think this will put them in the NBA Finals for next season. All right, well, thank you, Alex, in Boston. And I know the Celtics seemed to be close, and they weren't going to give up Tatum. And I believe the Lakers, desperate, stepped in and just gave the Pelicans anything and everything they wanted. They needed Anthony Davis more than any team needs anybody. You might be able to say Golden State needs Clay and KD. But from an image standpoint and the way the Lakers had bottomed out, where nothing on the court or off the court, you tell me a positive. Tell me a po- They have LeBron James. They have the biggest name. I don't know if you can say the best player in the game right now, but the biggest name in the world in basketball. And look where they were until they surprised a lot of us and got Anthony Davis, and I think they were worried. And that's why, you know, Davis's agents, and you look at everything connected to this, they told Boston, you're only renting him for a year. And if I'm the Celtics, I might have taken that. You know, sooner or later, Stevens, you got to get to that next level. And that's win a championship. You know, and, and then it turns into something where, hey, the guy says, you know, did anybody envision Kawhi when he went to Toronto? They're like, oh, it's just, man, he's just going there and he's going to be there, get out of there, and he's done, and he's. No. Now Kawhi seems like he's a Raptor for life. He does. He almost seems like he'll be their Tim Duncan. That he's a national hero in Canada. Why would he leave? I where? Seriously. All right, right now. You're you're Kawhi. Dallas um, that doesn't have that same feel. Clippers, uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron are in that same building. Where do you go that fits? And then if you leave again, it's it's that LeBron syndrome that you're just bouncing around, you're looking out for yourself. And I think a lot of people learn during this playoff run that Kawhi Leonard is about the team. You know, when you read things about Kyle Lowry and he texted him right when he was trade or when DeRozan was traded away, and he said, your friend's gone, but let's do something special. That, that's leadership. You know, we all in the media can just portray somebody based on what someone else says. Like I tell people, one of the nicest guys I've ever been around, an athlete, was John Starks with the Knicks. Remember him? 
most of you, based on what you've seen with him, you know, flipping people off or taking his shirt off or getting ejected, you would think he's the biggest jerk on the planet. But Kawhi, it seems like that's a that's a career fit now in Toronto. It's so big with the Raptors being. I'll tell you what. It was so Toronto during that series that you almost forgot to use the word Raptors. It was Toronto. It was Canada. It was at you know red and white North Jersey. Seriously, it was Kauai. Van Fleet was just out of his mind in that second half to lock up the trophy. But it was Toronto. The Raptors were hardly used. Yeah, I get Jurassic Park. I get all that. But based on these injuries and KD and Clay and now AD in L.A. with LeBron, I think Kawhi stays in Toronto for the rest of his career. If you look at Canada with the great athletes they've had there, he's one of the biggest names the country's ever had. He is. I don't think it's Gretzky-ish. But I'm trying to look now what's a good fit. Because everything else looks like it's stepping down. Leaving Toronto. That was for the city. That was for the province. That was for the country. A lot of players in any sport, they don't get that opportunity. Look, Look at the 80 Olympians. And they still live it today after beating the Russians. One eight five five two one two four CBS. That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven. 